We're we're playing with an injured, a wounded, a wounded uh, dude today. Kitch still recording on his deathbed. He's got what is what does he got? Threes? I don't even know. It's, he he seemed like he had some rare disease. Uh, I think it's uh, third generation feline AIDS. <laughs> right. I mean, he didn't admit it. He he does go to a veterinarian over a, a doctor. Oddly enough, uh, I never really put it together, but he does do dog tranquilizers. He does the dewormer stuff. So it would make sense that he has some type of feline disease. You yeah, know, it was an insurance carrier mix up. Yeah, I got to go to vets only. <laughs> right. I well, was. They, I was. I think I he was fourteen. Was I was fourteen when I found out that there were actual human doctors. <laughs> right and at that point in your life i feel like you had almost been put down like half a dozen times where they just said like i don't know maybe it's maybe it's time for threes to just just go down man like you know maybe it's time for him to, to pass on you know i did you i don't know if you know this uh die but i i did grow up in the mountain with a horse and everything i mean i had horses right we had no oh yeah 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 and so uh, you're an official horse guy I was, I literally, in, in high school, <laughs> I wore boots and a hat to school. Oh, this um, is incredible. Early high school, okay? Okay. Um, yeah, when I was like a freshman in high school, I even had a belt buckle that had a, a rawl, which is the part of the spur that spins, and it would spin, oh. and I could, I could flick it with my finger and spin that around. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah. so so this is like completely shocking news to me. I'm like trying to process this whole thing that you were like a you were your class's horse guy, and I had no idea that that was like the thing that you inherited. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I um, the grotto knows the stories that literally as like a little boy, I was just left up in the mountains like all the time, and I knew how to saddle my horse, and and if I needed help, I had to ride to like a neighboring property. What? I mean, that's that's pretty fucking badass, dude. So, I mean, like, I think that sets you apart from being a horse person who doesn't own or interact with any horses, which because those exist, too, where they just kind of have horse like features. They like the idea of horses. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think that everyone has those folks, too. Like, you know, like, like just kind of smells like horse uh, vaguely and stuff like that. So I'm glad that you actually had a real horse that you interacted with. Yeah, I mean, I, I used to be glad about it. It turns out it's called child abuse. Oh, uh, right. <laughs> so making your kid ride 50 out, miles? Yeah, like absolute child neglect is actually illegal. But I thought it was cool as I was growing up. I'm like, wow, I'm I'm quite the uh, the great Western American male archetype here. Um, yeah, seriously, holy yeah. shit, man. Yeah, well, so, so what I, else is? I mean, I had horses. We had goats. We had. I mean, I, I the whole thing. Uh, James man, Taylor, man, man. you know, of, of uh, Sweet Baby James, his goats used to famously rape our goats. What? Oh yeah, yeah. Like we, oh uh, my god. James Taylor is known all throughout northern New Mexico as the guy whose goats. That is horrific. Oh my God. Dude, I had no idea that this was your claim. This was your previous claim to fame. I think that was on your LinkedIn profile before it got deleted. That was my my, my deleted LinkedIn profile, was just pictures of me saving my goats from. (laughs) Right. Right. Dude, I was, man, I was thinking back to that a little bit. Well, first of all, what's been up this week? How's it been going? What the fuck is going on? Like, what's the, what's the soup? Oh, you know me. It just means it's just another week, so why not make another event with another huge drop? And you know, we're doing March Madness for the. Oh, for the sick! Basketball. Does that start this week? Does the actual tournament start this week? The selection Sunday is Sunday. Okay, nice. Of course, we, okay, we that S three L. Nice, dude. Um, I mean, so so what happens? Everyone gets a team. It's a little more complex than that, of course. But I can yeah. imagine, right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. we run. I, um, I, I figured out a way. Um, again, we take blockchain, we take my artwork, we take the the collectors. We allow for the interaction to play out where the chaos of of now in this not professional sports but collegiate, you know, eighteen year old men, I should say, boys. Uh, yep, you know, yep. running around uh, determining the outcome of my paintings and who gets nice. what paintings and how they play out. So, um, so yeah, we'll we'll do that uh, for the next three weeks. But it's a it's six. A big well, that sounds uh, like it sounds like it's going to be nuts. In in a, in a sense, I mean, does it have you more 
does it have you more in the games? Do you care about the outcomes more in, in no. to like dictate what you're painting or I, do you not give I, a shit? I, I don't care. I mean, I, yeah. I don't follow any sports, right? So, um, the, and, and, but everybody in the grotto all of a sudden will care immensely. And mm-hmm. the grotto is not exactly, a lot of people think that, oh, these are just a bunch of baseball guys. No, the majority of the grotto knows nothing about sports. Yeah. Uh, and, but, but we do these events where they have to, to become very impassioned supporters of Eastern Carolina State for, <laughs> right. for a little while, so they can get their paintings. But um, so you don't fo- you don't follow any sports at all. You don't you don't watch any sports. Wow, I'm actually kind of surprised by that. Holy I, shit! I, like to go and I live close enough to the the Nets. I just walk up to the Barclays and go to Nets games. That's I like, nice. I like the experience, the live experience. Um, yeah. Dino, you know my 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 assistant and son. Uh, one or the other, whichever way we're looking at things. But Dino and I go to a lot of a lot of games <laughs> in person. But um, honestly, I, you know, I I've been out of baseball now. I stopped working in baseball in uh, 2013. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm like out of it. I don't. Yeah. I don't do anything. Yeah. I, oddly enough, like I mean, I'm 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 kind of surprised by it. Like, what do you? Because for for me, it's like sports are like the the one minute or like the you know where I can just I can really just zone out and fucking just watch dudes throw a ball on a hoop or you know what i mean like and i think a lot of i think i think a lot of people in america or a lot of people in general find that solace in those fucking idiotic shows like america's got talent so are you like one of those american idol america's got talent dudes or are you what are you zoning out to <laughs> i uh, i fall asleep in my paints i fall asleep in my keyboard I, oh I so you, you don't yeah, I I don't really do. I, I will occasionally I, I'll occasionally rewatch Mad Men, the entire yeah. season, the entire series. Like, I, yeah, I kind of just, that's my my media is I just watch a lot of, of Mad Men. I'm um, damn dude. I'm I'm no, impressed I, and shocked. I do I do love old films. Like I love them, um, but I like to pay attention to them when I watch them, and I don't really have the time anymore. So sure. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, shit. I, I mean, like, I, yeah, I just, it's, it's just interesting to hear that perspective from somebody who, I mean, to, cause I just don't, I don't feel like there's any other way to unplug than be plugged in sometimes, you know, like even when I'm reading, which I, I read a shit ton of books and stuff because I find that's a great escape from shit generally. But even when I'm reading, it's tough to fully unplug from all the shit that's going on in my head. Like I'm sure that you like what, you know, when you're developing mechanics when you're thinking about the five billion things you have to do it's just it becomes like such an uh, an insane existence in many ways like it was it was really interesting oh i was just gonna say but before you say before you say this it was really interesting i was watching this interview with um seinfeld i think he was being interviewed by stern and essentially stern was asking him how he like developed his material and like what he how he went about like his creative process and seinfeld essentially said i'm always developing i'm always thinking i'm always creating and stern said that sounds like an unbearable existence and it was like such a it was a really funny kind of distillation of like the life you know of an artist I, I don't i don't think that's that far off honestly mm-hmm. i think um I, I can totally get behind that in that i love being threesomes like, I yeah, love it. Same. Like it, yeah, it's, yeah. It, it gives me such pleasure that the amount of time I spend painting and the amount of time that I spend building out the project, it's the happiest I've ever been, right? Mm-hmm. Hands, hands down. And so, um, you know, I do need to sleep more than I sleep. And I, you know, put my body through hell here, you know, in the last couple <laughs> years. I really have. Um, but, but as a result, you know, I don't, there's nothing I'd rather be doing. For sure. Right? So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so I get that. I, I think Seinfeld has some of that to him, right? Where he just loves the craft and he loves what he does. And he would rather, there's nothing he'd rather be doing. I kind of mean that. That's what I, I mean, to be yeah. able to paint all day, to be able to build out the mechanics and the, 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 the interplay with the blockchain that I get to do on a daily basis and to be paid for it and to have, Hundreds of people living their lives in my nine-year-old head. What do I need? I mean, this is right. It's great. Yeah, when so. you yeah when you yeah when you lay it out like that, it really is because because that existence is so intertwined with 
what is more or less your kind of holistic human existence you know like your existence digitally is so intertwined in mine mine as well which likewise it's just like you know to be able to share and to be able to talk shit and just do stuff it, it's it's really pretty insane and a pretty like a pretty just wild like concept to think that that's just existence as a whole you know yeah and, and that's i think i think people see us especially you and, and me with with the the dedication we have to to live in it right 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 um that i think they see that as like wow you guys must get sick of that and no yeah, no. yeah it's not yeah it's hilarious well, yeah like amazon launches a new marketplace i'm drawing the jeff bezos flashlight it's like my favorite thing to do it's like here's a fuckable here's a new fuckable nft i'm just like yeah it's it's great it's like the best thing ever being like a sponge that's both you know filled up and wrung out uh in many ways i feel like that's like the perfect uh, kind of uh i think, I think that's, that's that's spot on and you you do i mean people don't know this a lot of people haven't seen you in person but you're very spongy yeah. I am super spongy, very, very porous, porous like, than people expect. <laughs> huge yeah. pores. When I get out of the shower, I weigh like 60 pounds more than I do right now. And then throughout the day, just kind of bleed it out into my desk chair. Yeah, I, you're not wrong. Like, it's, like, it's a very odd existence, but I, pr- I prefer it for sure. Um, yeah. uh, so by the way, I, this is important. And then, and then I think we should get back on the road here. We're just pulled over here uh, waiting for... For a, a, yep, a, smoking camel crushes. Yep, waiting for eighteen of the gigantic windmill times mm-hmm. to pass <laughs> us, so we can get back mm-hmm. to the following them across the country. Yeah, um, but uh, you know, there was news last week. I don't know if you guys saw this. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Kitch picked up a Kitch doesn't follow the news anymore, but mm-hmm. uh, Dmitry Cherniak made the announcement that he's finally ready to leave his. His paid gig. He's finally. He's gonna. He's Dude. finally decide to do art full time. I got it. You know, to me, some. I think it's an inspiration to all of us that somebody can like, wait until they have a hundred and some million dollars to make that leap. And <laughs> and you know, for you, I know this comes back to something you and I. Are you? Fuck. What do you think? Are you on the ten year plan? Ten years until you leave your. your ten. Well, <laughs> your dude, it's it's. Yeah. So it's really funny. It's really funny, man. Like I had a conversation with my therapist today about it where I was talking about like more or less just that I've been, you know, I've been working since I I got out of college in in 2010. And I think that the longer you are in that world and and the more comfortable you, you grow in terms of just like, you just show up, here's your stupid little paycheck and here's, you know, uh, a lifetime of misery. You, you become like conditioned to just like more or less, not only expect that, but like rely on that, like sadistic comfort in many ways, if that makes sense. And I'm like, so I'm, I'm, I'm working it through and I think I'm making some breakthroughs in terms of not being, not being reliant on that because it's fucking insane. And, and like to, to subject yourself to that on a daily basis is like the most idiotic thing ever when there's this prospect, you know, that you've realized burning the LinkedIn uh, or, or, or uh, deleting the LinkedIn and minting it and like that, that fucking iconic move. And for me, you know, like, I think that there, there does need to be this massive break uh, between those two and, and eliminating that expectation because it's like, it's driving me fucking nuts. And now that like, I've kind of talked it through and honestly with Empress Trash and yeah, a, a couple other folks we've had on here, it, it really is starting to, to, to trigger and be like, dude, you, you just, you have to fucking take the plunge at some point. You know what I mean? So I appreciate well, you asking because I'd like, I'm, I really am feel like I'm making progress on getting away from it. I think, I think it's smart. And this is the last thing I'll say on it. And then we'll pick up this guy who looks like he needs to ride. But nice. uh, the, the, the one thing I'll say, God, I hate that trope, by the way. I just, I, I don't even want to do the pod anymore because I know we're going to have to pick up a hitchhiker. Oh, I right, I know. I hate it so much. <laughs> yeah, I hate. It. I didn't want to get out of bed today because I'm like, I'm gonna have to say there's a hitchhiker. Uh, <laughs> right. So, <laughs> but I'll say this: set a number, set a number, mm-hmm. make it a hundred million, make yeah, it a hundred right. million, and then, and then there. Yeah. Yeah, you're not wrong. It, you, it, it's like you. I could. I could even make one of those dumb little thermometers that I color in. You know, like a little fundraising thing. Yes. And I scribble. I oh, scribble I would love up. to see that. I would love to see you going on, climbing the chain to get to your hundred million. Yeah. Yeah. Up, working at fucking PetSmart. 
<laughs> for sure. It's time, uh, man. Well, dude, yeah. Hit it. Introduce our, our, our friend here or, or ask him if he needs a ride. Whatever this thing we do. Yeah, know. whatever it is we do. I agree. It is it, the, the hilarious trope of, you know, picking up a hitchhiker every time, essentially, and subjecting the listeners to the illusion that we're somehow on a road trip just continues to be uh, continues to be uh, ridiculous and, and absurd in many ways. But today we've got uh, incredible, incredible guests. Paco Belli is on uh, just a, just one of the best people in the space. Uh, an incredibly diligent and incredibly kind, uh, talented artist who also does these um, really detailed and awesome videos outlining other art that he's loving and um, just just super impressive and super happy to have him. What's going on, Paco? I feel like I need a beer here uh, hanging out with you guys. Uh, it's awesome. I, I'm thrilled to meet you guys uh, over the airwaves here or over the internet. I'm trying not to speak too loud because it's 1130 over here. So I don't want to wake up the neighbors. My my girlfriend <laughs> always makes fun of my, you know, loud radio voice. She's always trying to tell me to keep it down. So I'm always, I'm trying to keep it down. Uh, let me know if I get too quiet, but that's probably not going to be a problem. Anyway, it's, I'm a pirate ship over on my show. So if you guys are on a, you know, 18 wheeler picking up hitchhikers, all good. <laughs> Hell yeah. Anyway. anyway. When did you lo learn that you've got such a, a killer radio voice? That's kind of a weird sort of uh, thing. Uh, people always kind of commented on my voice, actually, from a, you know, from a pretty long time. You know, it's interesting. Uh, like, I grew up as a pretty anxious guy. Like, when I was 15, I was, like, very anxious. I could hardly, like, I mean... It's, I could get through sentences once I was comfortable, but for like ordering a coffee was an incredibly anxious experience for me because all the expectations, I, I think my imagination was on overdrive, actually. So, hmm. and, and interestingly, my voice, it takes a lot of strength actually to project. I had to learn how to use my voice and I probably didn't learn till actually in my thirties. I know as ridiculous as that might sound, it's actually like I, I project. I totally get it. I was in my late twenties, early thirties before I did start doing a lot of public speaking. And, and it, you know, I mean, I'd done, I, I, I hated, it. I was the same way. I was really uh, socially awkward and such, even though I was like constantly on all sorts of stages and stuff, but I was just the, a lot of people thought I was an arrogant asshole, but I was just nervous as fuck. Right. Um, yeah. I think I had the same perception of, the, of me. Yeah. Okay. Continue. <laughs> it's funny because even you know, the moment you start speaking, it's like, ah, oh, geez, we all know this voice now, right? In the space yeah. here, we know the voice God. and, and uh, you know, I love it because I mean, people go to sleep to my voice every day, right? I mean, I put, you might not know this book, but I, I have I put out a lot of content of me just droning on and on about my project and, and, the grotto just loves it, eats up my voice. I had no idea. It's like something in the last couple of years where they told me how much they love my voice and I had zero idea. I, I was just going to say it's quite therapeutic, though. Like the way all my anxiety basically disappeared with public speaking. Like I had other gigs, which I don't really want to get into. Uh, but it, it was I had other gigs and it was actually public speaking that actually and over audio and everything that uh that's how i did it like and then i the anxiety now i basically have none like i mean i'm nervous like yeah. any other person in whatever situation kind of but it's basically all evaporated which is just so it's been like that's what i tell now if any kids are like paranoid or like i was uh you know just uh do public speaking start a podcast you know that sort of thing and you'll probably yeah. cure yourself within six months maybe sooner you know, it's so really true. No, you want to learn how to speak your voice. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. So, so, so walk yeah. us through, we, we don't, we don't really do the, like, where did you start? How did you get here? That, that, that doesn't really, we, that's what every other interview that either of us does. Right. We're just, so we don't want to do that over here, but um, how did you, I get the feeling that you have a little bit of a love affair with, with Tezos more than, than, than others. it was all X. It was all accidental to be, it was purely mm. pragmatism, trying, you know, like I started, like, and I'm not going to get into way back when, but just as far as like, I started on Super Rare once the bull market was starting and 
I had seen super rare before and I'd been making digital art on my phone uh, for Damn. five years, pretty heavily. This Peloponnesian war series that I did with 200 images in it. And so that was a massive undertaking. And the, I started with super rare and it was good. And I was doing all right. I was making a few hundred dollar sales here and there. Yeah, it was actually great. And I even made like $5,000 sales a couple of times, which was wonderful. I look forward to doing that again sometime in the future. Uh, <laughs> it's going to happen. But yeah, yeah. Um, and one thing about this space is you can't actually take it too seriously in a certain sort of way. And, you know, to your earlier conversation, then I'll get back to the Tezos issue. I think that's part of the fear a lot of us have of, say, ever leaving a job. It's like, mm -hmm. well, you know, this is a pretty like, uh, you know, crypto could be outlawed tomorrow. So where's my NFT thing going to be? You know, like, mm -hmm. I mean, to exaggerate a little bit, but I mean, mm -hmm. it's a pretty kind of fly by night space still, surprisingly. But Tezos was just like, uh, it was kind of a slow grind. People had been talking about it by like November 21. Uh, it's just people were kind of, some people had encouraged me, some of my like very few friends on Twitter that I had. I think Ghost Shoes, who was like a OG. Oh, yeah, love Ghost rare. Shoes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was just like friendly. And so I had a friendship with her and she was like basically telling me how to do it. And so that's how I got started. And it's funny, it's kind of a classic Tezos story, I'd say, for a lot of people, which is I minted a couple of works, you know, nothing really happened. And then I kept came back two months later and then I started looking at other artists, you know, because first you come to sell your work. And then I started looking at other artists and then, you know, you come back and then you start looking at the collections and then you see the magic really of the whole digital art experience where you can look at people's collections and the discovery process is revolutionary, I'd argue. And yeah. so, and then I collected like massively for months and then put out a few works. I still don't put out nearly as much work as I'd like to. I think we're all like that probably. Um, I think that's and, I think that's something that we don't we yeah. don't talk about anymore as, as often as we used to in the in the, the Tez community especially, um, and I think maybe a part of that is is because everybody's everybody wants to to make that move back the other way, right? A lot of people feel that they need to validate themselves or justify some sort of progression on, mm -hmm. on right? But there's there was used to be so much in that discovery phase mm -hmm. where you know, somebody collects you, then you go see well, what else do they collect, right? You buy some some one of those pieces, and then you go see what that person collects, right? And uh, it really became a, a huge portion of of like the the Tezos creator community came with these people finding each other truly through you know that like collector offshoot thing, and it you know we all used to talk about it a lot. I don't really talk about that anymore. I, I don't, you know, I don't hear it as much in the dialogue. And I think it's because everybody's focus is like, how do I justify myself and establish myself by getting big enough to get on, over on the ETH? Do you guys see that at all? That, that there's sort of people losing sight of, of, of even just yeah. that new or looking through everybody's yeah, it's, so easily? Yeah, it's, it's funny. I, I do feel like there's also, well, I think that to, um, to the earlier point, like just around like the seriousness of the space, I think there's like as things progress, there's always like an added gravity. Uh, you know, with threes, you experience this quite a bit with your with collectors too. Like as someone collects from you, you know, there is an added like weight and gravity to say like I'm not gonna mint, you know, like I'm not gonna mint like seven billion pieces a week and just like in in more or less like screw over the person that, that collects from you. So I, I feel like in those early days of of Tezos where it was a free-for-all and you couldn't really even tell if pieces were selling or not. Like at one point, like during Hick and Nuke, it was just like you'd mint and then you'd be like, I I'm going to refresh the page and it maybe it looks like one sold or something, but maybe not. I think that in those days, because nobody could even tell what the fuck was going on, it, that that like type of just, you know, naked, let your freak flag, flag, flag fly was just like, it was it was incredible. And, and also I think that it was like the purest distillation of, the collector and artist experience in many ways like you know like that just like absolute freedom to without any weight without any responsibility or or anything like that it was it was pretty nuts yeah it was a special little time and you you missed that then poker valley right you 
I think I was late to the party. I think you're right. I mean, because I minted for the first time December, uh, you know, 21st or something, 2021. Mm. So I was pretty late. Like, I, yeah, I, Bra- know, Bra- Bra- was already where dead. you are. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Exactly. Like, Hen, Hen was probably gone, right? At that yeah. point, or it was like, right. Yeah. At, it was, uh, yeah. Like, I mean, I remember seeing the news story and being like, kind of like, Okay, who cares? Like, what's the big deal? You know, like, you know, not knowing anything. You know, turned out nobody really cared. <laughs> no, we, we, we all people, I guess there were alternatives, right? <laughs> there yeah. were, yeah, there were immediate alternatives, and and so so was it through your yeah was it through that discovery process, and then like an overall love for the ecosystem itself that led you to create because I. Because the big thing, I mean, obviously you're an incredible artist. I own one of your pieces on Tezos, and it's one of my favorite in my collection. Um, and I hope you put out more because, like, I think that what you're doing with those videos is such an invaluable distillation of what is happening at any given time in the overall art space. That I feel like, you know, for us to be able to share the stuff that that is being created, um, you know, by you, that that's that's not that would be incredible to be able to collect that. But yeah, was it from that love affair that, that you just decided, fuck it, I'm going to make this video series that's now like wildly popular. And like, you know, I think it's a highlight of many people's week, including mine, where I'm like, what the fuck is, is going on? It's such a nice, again, just chunk of, of stuff that you can, uh, you know, get somebody who, who really knows art and who, who knows how to digest and, and kind of analyze things and, and get their perspective on stuff. So can you take us through that a little bit? Yeah, I'd be happy to. I mean, ultimately what drew, I'm not tribal when it comes to the blockchains, but I do like Tezos a lot. Let's put it that way. So, um, and I like, you know, what's funny, like, I'm not really a huge fan of the, let's say the centralization of Solana, but I really like the feel of their marketplaces Mm. and even just how the work kind of certain kinds of works. And even the colors almost seem to kind of has a certain color scheme. And maybe that's all in my (laughs) mind. Um, As far as tezos like what happened it was the art i saw Mm -hmm. the art and i was like that's how it started with say the collecting in say february where i just kind of went crazy and it never really stopped um i mean it's kind of relaxed a bit in the last few weeks just for financial reasons really i can't collect endlessly (laughs) Um, and i got a little too married to that 70 cent tezos i think at the end of the day and now it's like (laughs) i don't know if i want to be back there yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly now you make the work and you sell it that's what you yeah, yeah yeah it make i think it'll go to 40 cents actually before this is all over but uh, then wow. hopefully higher higher well who knows so right yeah, um, yeah but it was ultimately to answer the, the question it was uh it was the art and i think it's just significant it, it was just this is you know i've been going to museums and galleries i've been in berlin here for six years and my whole life i've been kind of you know, pretty, you know, museum kind of, when I go on vacation, it's a cliche that I go to the museums and whatever. Mm-hmm. And so it was just obvious to me that there was something of historical importance going on, on, on Tezos. And that's why I started. And, and, and I was, I, so I started the videos in the summer in August, I think. And I'd had this idea in my head, just from an artist point of view of doing some kind of journal, you know, I don't know if you guys know David Bowie's outside. I'm sure you do actually. Uh, David Bowie's outside album. I don't. Yeah. I, 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 my son is a huge Bowie fan, and so I'm catching up through my son. If you can believe that. Yeah, if you listen to certain tracks on it, it's like this guy is doing this audio journal, and he's kind of like it's it's produced with Brian Eno, and it's kind of like a sci-fi kind of thing. And that's kind of what what my concept of this thing was. It's like some artist with like his trench coat going through the street, you know, giving his audio journal. So that's why I started it, though, is I had subject matter and I kind of felt like I had a a, a message, you know, uh, as far as just I'm kind of I could have been a professor like that was the path that was paved out for me ahead of time. So I decided not to do that because I didn't I want to be an artist. But so it's kind of also fulfilling a kind of prof- professorial need. You know, if you look at the early ones, there's a lot more kind of. Burroughs, Rimbaud, you know, like Plato. And I actually kind of want to return to that. Um, but uh, yeah, but right now, whatever's, you know, I'm not worrying about it. Let's put it that way. And you kind of got to have all the time in the world. I do this thing four times a week, you know, so. I, so yeah, so it's kind of also, it fulfilled a lot of different kind of needs. And I felt like it was worth discussing. And I thought it was so, and cut, even from a news kind of point of view, and it's not a news program, as I always joke, but it, it it it's an untold story. It's a great beat, 
from a news perspective. I, I agree. Yeah. I think. I mean, I think that's the we're, we're missing a few a few key pieces. I think uh, in in the space. Okay, one of course being uh, people telling the story uh, without it being propaganda, right? Mm -hmm. um, and 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 I do believe, and this is I was gonna I want to get to this during this conversation, but I do believe we're missing critics. Okay, um, but you know it, if. <sighs> It's so refreshing to me. It's kind of why Dino want to do this this podcast, right? It's why we every week we want to talk to somebody, um, not to hype the project and not to get the views and not to 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 do any of that. Just to understand, you know, the sort of people that are in this. For me, when you have an artist like yourself who's willing to put that much time into just discussing and highlighting and showing, walking people through other offerings. It, it's so important, and I think it's. I think you do such a great service to the space, um, because you know I, you you will say, well, you can pick this up for three tes, you can pick this up for ten tes. You know, this one did have a nice secondary sale, but it's not. It's most of the 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 media that we have created and flowing is about it's price driven and hype driven, um, and it doesn't. I don't need to tell either of you guys that there's not much thought or, or real contemplation of the art. No, no, it's more, yeah, it's more or less distilled in many ways into licking the asshole of a sales bot that is spewing out, you know, varying sales numbers throughout the day, which is fucking insane to me. So I, yeah, I agree with that where it's like without the story behind both the pieces or, you know, a, a story behind like, you know, a, a significant sale or something. I, I do feel like that we run into this state where we just become these psychotic transactional beasts that just like, that, that's just all we do. And it's just, it's fucking wild. So yeah, to be able to take a step back and listen to you, you know, talk about art in an elegant, you know, or, or just like really just down to earth way is it's, yeah, it's super refreshing. I mean, nobody else is really doing it. Like I don't, I don't think there's anyone else making this stuff. So it's crazy. It is a weird sort of gap, isn't it? You know, and it, it's kind of funny. And you know what's why it's so easy for me to not make it about the money? Because I think we're all like, every, I want to live in a nice house. I rent in Berlin, okay? Like, and it's not even a huge apartment, okay? Like, I would definitely love to up my standing in the world here. And hopefully one day I will. But I just think the stakes, like, I think what's going on is so much more important than money. Like, that's how much mm -hmm. conviction I have on this, this what's going on here. And so I just think, like, there's just bigger things at work. And you could even yeah. just say that's pure self-interest. I just think it's like money is totally secondary to what's happening here. You know, and maybe I'm just overly bullish. I don't know. But it, it's uh, like, to me, it's like people who mistake what's going on here and then just think it's all about money and then having a nice house. I just think there's <laughs> bigger things at, at work here, you know, mm -hmm. like, so, yeah. So that's why it's easy for me to not make it about money. I've sold like one piece uh, that I just kind of didn't like after I bought it the entire time. I don't think I've ever sold other than my own art. And, and it's yep. been very ben beneficial to me as far as selling art. So there is a benefit there. Uh, you know, uh, people get exposed to me by virtue of me talking about other people's art and then they go and find out who I am. And then, you know, so I get a bunch more followers on object and more people buying my art. So it mm -hmm. kind of works beautifully. It was never planned <laughs> yeah. that way, but it kind of is like, you know, because advertising as an artist is like the hardest thing in the world. Anybody that advertises on Instagram, for instance, as an artist, it's like, well, don't buy his work. He has to advertise on Instagram. You know, like, don't, he's paying, like, you don't, you know, yeah. it's like, so, so it's kind of like, yeah, I never planned it that way, but it kind of works beautifully in a lot of ways there, even yeah, it's for like my a, own, you know, yeah. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a soft landing into what is really incredible art that you're making without having to do the horrific thing where you're checking my pin tweet, check this out. I got a lot exactly. of check it out, get in there. Yeah. So it's just, it's, it's not, it's the soft landing and not, not the constant chill. Just, Hey, like I have an interesting perspective. If you want to check out some shit, I think that's, it, it's funny. Cause I think that's how threes and I function as well, where it's just like, I'm just making stuff regardless. So, you know, enjoy or, or, or not and, and come on through and, and fuck around with stuff or, or don't either one is cool. 
Yeah, I mean, it's to my detriment that I refuse to do this. <laughs> yes, right. Um, yeah. But you I, know, I, I think it works. I, I think it's good. You know, like as an artist, you don't like subscribe. Same with the channel. I don't do like like now or subscribe now. Oh, I put yeah. I say add a comment because I want to hear what people have to say, not because I want to you know game the algorithm. Right. You know, everybody's trying to game everything, and it's just like it's endless. And to what end? You know, yeah. like okay, great. Now you have a house, I guess, and that that would be great. You know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. We're turning existence into a game of Candy Crush Saga, more or less. Yeah, well, no yeah, and like exactly in, in your art, you know, is it Mark? It's Mark, right? It's Mark. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it, and your art is, am I allowed to say that? No, you can say it. I don't, don't want to hear that shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think your art kind of captures a lot of what I'm kind of criticizing right now. This kind of endless, like, we have to grow as fast as possible. And hey, I like yeah. my channel growing and I like my art selling and I want it to sell for more money. But it's just like, it's automatically, okay, we have to grow and we have to grow fast. And how are we going to, you know, what do they call it? Growth hacking. And like, there that's are, all like a title, the very, most likes title for a work, you know. There growing, are very, you know? very yeah. few in the space that I think have the, the understanding of time that isn't corrupted by the crypto pump cycle, right? Um, it's, it, it's a real rarity to have anybody who's not, dead set and intent on as quick and as far and as fast as possible. Right. Um, and, and that's, that I think is what I, at a lot of levels sets, sets me apart in that, you know, I've got a project that I'm a, I'm a third of the way quote unquote into it, but I'm really not. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm probably a 10th of the way to really get me to the point that I'm there. I'm right now I'm releasing a series every year. Um, I had a lot, you know, in, in two years I did, I did eight series. Now I'm doing a series every year. So to get to 24 series is going to take uh, a number of years. And that's the reality of the project. Most people in the space can't fathom that anything will be here in two years, much less 15 years. Right. And, and it's, it, it's a yeah. real negative. People don't, what, you're not producing for, for anything beyond the moment. You're not producing beyond this this sale, this, this, this engagement. Um, and that's what I, you know, the fact that you, you're talking about having made a 200 piece Peloponnesian Wars series, right? That right there. Okay. It, that brings that like tugs on my heartstrings as far as somebody who can think through that many steps and that, you know, uh, that, that is an undertaking that goes beyond this is this, diamond with the scorpion is sick as fuck oh yeah like i mean that was a hugely i don't know how well it turned out i mean some of them turned out beautiful others i you know i i kind of have a weird sort of relationship with that series but as far as my ambition in the series i was like this is for all time you know like this right. is like <laughs> yeah like you don't put that many 200 images and then like go through that and watch lecture series etc 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 uh, for, yeah, to, you know, for something that's going to die tomorrow, you know, and it, yeah. it's like, exactly. I mean, artists are concerned with time, like the big ambitious artists, you know, and you hope to, to, you know, be in, that's what you aspire to. That's what I aspire to. Yeah. So, yeah. So when you see people who are overly concerned and I, again, money's great and I, I hope to make millions and millions of dollars. So I'm not, you know, there's, but uh, but when you see that it's so obvious and transparent, it does kind of makes you much more skeptical of the artist, and it does make you it raises a lot of questions. Let's put it that way, you know. Well, so yeah. as as I mean, you know, I consider you, and 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 please, you know, shoot me down here if I'm if I'm way off. But I consider you to be a part of of sort of the the nascent journalist media world that I think needs to come out of mm -hmm. this space, right? I think you're a pioneer. I think you're, you're going to be one of the, the, the early people that is going to be talking about things beyond the hype cycle. And, and I think it's important. I think, I think absolutely that we don't, we don't grow 
and we, we're at this, you know, we're sort of in a fragile state here where the blockchain itself <laughs> is under fire, um, and, and, you know, holding on through this, all the, the madness in crypto, right? Um, and so aligning ourselves with the crypto world, the crypto industry, which is fragile at this point, I think puts crypto art in this, mm -hmm. un, you know, un, un, unsteady spot. And I mm -hmm. think that the more voices that are speaking to it being something more than attached to the hype cycle are absolutely key. Okay. I do feel that mainstream art media, if you call it that, right. But, but whatever the, the established art media is, tends to just be able to discuss it in terms of we know who these people are and now they're going to go try their hand at, at the crypto side of things, <laughs> at the blockchain side of things. But we're comfortable talking about these people who we know and moving them over. But I think it, the, yeah. the voice that you give, it becomes huge. Mm -hmm. So as, as, as I'm, as I'm you know, lauding you for that, what are your plans at, at, Furthering that conversation, do you think do you do you take it on yourself as a responsibility now as forging this path to get this this, this for the, forging this, this the, the conversation the path of, of conversation that goes beyond the money? Do you really do you see that or is that just me? No, that was probably the main impetus at the end of the day mm -hmm. is actually to bring a new conversation. Uh, to the whole art because I've been you know I've been in the contemporary art world it more as a bystander I mean I've had a couple of few shows but nobody was overly uh, I mean it's a very tough business and it's you know you, and it's a tricky business I mean that's putting it very nicely okay and so yeah so I was it was kind of like it was like a, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore kind of moment you know really that really started that whole thing and it's like I'm just making my own conversation and I I'm going to make it what I think you know art is about basically and bring what I bring to the table without any apology and nobody has to watch it you know like a totally unneedy nobody doesn't need to grow I you know like it just totally I'm doing this and I don't care if you all hate me, you know, like it was just totally like, you know, I'm used to it, you know, as far as the contemporary art world is concerned, you know, and not, not to be too harsh and have a lot of friends there and it's not all that bad and yada, yada. But that was really where it's just like, and there's also a sense of I, I'm going to die in obscurity if, uh, if I don't do something like this. Like there's also kind of a very pragmatic, practical side, like, okay, this probably will help me someone out there yeah. you know if like, even if it's uh one out of a hundred is might resonate with you know yeah in, so in, in like a, I, I don't feel any a, oh. sort of i just just a I, I don't feel any sort of responsibility though but i i but i appreciate that people only in terms of bringing an honest uh real conversation to discuss art that is accessible <laughs> and is interesting and is uh, maybe more interesting than the actual art media who is just like CNN. I mean, it's like, I don't watch CNN either. Cause it's just like, I don't believe any of it anymore. Uh, it's just like, I don't find it like high quality, you know, like it's so boiled down and it's like, so I feel like I've heard it all before. I, I know what they're going to say before they say anything. So why would I want, you know, and that's how I feel about the art media. And frankly, in the, the all these museums that show the same 30 artists, you know over and over and over again and then yeah. so this is again back to this thing it's like let's show a bunch of people that nobody's talking about that are actually more interesting and more refreshing and more fun you know so and it's about having fun like art is becomes i I'm sorry i'm just ran i'm ranting no, no, i love it I but, go it's it. but it's like in berlin you go to these like uh these artist talks or like these you know or famous curators will come in who shall remain nameless and it's just like the driest thing you've ever been to and it's totally abstract in a bad way it's inaccessible there's nothing to and so it's just a total bs as far as i'm concerned it's just like and every you know like just finally this is a story i've almost forgot i haven't told it for a long time but after i was in berlin for like maybe four months I was at a talk and there was a guy who had just moved from the Tate to uh, the Volksbühne, which is a theater. And it was very controversial, maybe because he wasn't German. I don't know what the issue was. Maybe he was seen as too conservative. Or and there was a couple of other curators there. And I had just, I ended up making this big scene in this room full of people 
basically giving the same spiel I'm giving to you now on I I don't even uh, and the, the yeah and I just remember like them speaking back and trying to speak back and I'm like I just hear more bubble talk you know like and but the crowd was on my side everybody's like yeah exactly you know it resonates so anyway yeah no no it's great and I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to speak directly to that. As far as look, I, as far as I understand, and I struggle because I don't feel there's much of a scene in New York outside of the, the money side. Okay, but LA is where I go to to feel that there's a scene in the NFT arts side. Okay, I, I understand that Berlin has this is everybody tells me. Well, Berlin's got it going on. I think maybe bright bright moments being sort of an epicenter to to that conversation. But is there a scene? Is there are there nightly or weekly meetups? Or is there anything going on in the the NFT art scene in Berlin that you're a part of? The NFT art scene, it not I I've a, there is definitely like there are meetups. I mean that's exactly what there are. I've been to a couple. I didn't know anybody. It's kind of a weird mix that I've seen, and I've only been to like maybe three events. And but it seemed kind of a weird mix of like board ape yacht club people, but for lack of a better term, uh, mixed with just like NFT. Like it's so broad, you know that I I, I didn't really connect with anyone, but I didn't. I probably just stood there and just drank my beer and was just kind of happy to watch and be out of the house. So, you know, I was just kind of happy to be around people and, you know, like, so, yeah, so I didn't make an effort to reach. So, but there is stuff and I, they actually are some pretty friendly people. Uh, When I first started doing stuff, I'd reached out and like, yeah, so there is stuff. I mean, it's more about what I call the contemporary art scene though, like galleries and there, I mean, there's like, I have a friend, Turbo Jambon, uh, who's a performance artist with crazy glasses uh, and he goes to like shows every night that's part of his performance Damn. it sounds like a good ration sounds like he's <laughs> rationalizing to me but, you know. right. but uh, there's so much going on like I mean in, in a week there's probably like 50 shows maybe more you know like it's so it's vibrant but it's at the same time I find the NFT scene from an art perspective speaking very, very generally, a hundred billion times more exciting. Like, I don't really go out to that many contemporary art shows unless it's friends, you know? Well, the reason I was bringing it up is because um, though you 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 don't want to do the hyper growth, you don't want to grow, you don't want to even focus on the growth. You just want this to exist and become something. I think it's the sort of thing that, that people want to know about. Okay. I mean, I, I think they would love to to spend 20, you know, trying to get it to 20 minutes. You're doing a horrible job of getting it down to 20 minutes. Uh, <laughs> oh, I know. I, I still like, I can't wait till I do though. It's going to be a, a pop the champagne moment. I get the 20 minutes. I'm going to be like so happy. I'm going to be but so I, happy. I think, I think what my experience in the LA scene, okay, is that you really have a lot of people who are hungry to explore truly and i'm not you know and look some of the board apes scene okay guess what they've been successful enough that they've got the money to start playing in things that they just they're not exposed to because their nft world is the hype cycle and they all they get they want they want they're excited by it they, they might have some some uh ties to blockchain or they might have some some uh, appeal at the fact that the barrier to traditional art kept them out and now they can play in it and they happen to get the, the monkey that made them wealthy but they want to reach they want to expand that into a reach and what i found is in the la scene it's you don't put your 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 barriers up to them by saying oh they've got a monkey hat i don't want to talk to them they probably want to have some more of that conversation. And I, I get the feeling that they're just hungry for anybody to guide them. There's just not much guidance in this space. And I think your, your project um, offers some of that in ways that, that I think, I think you should, you should happily walk into every NFT meetup in Berlin and just, you know, not like swinging, swinging around, but just say like, Hey, how do you talk about this? No. 
that's a great point and absolutely and and that's not to castigate or cast judgment on any board ape holder by the way oh, right. you know right. no, who may yeah. buy my work all, in the future all of the most likes uh, or the most likes collectors have board apes so they, hey, they, yeah and exactly and i'm they definitely yeah. do. Yeah, I was going to say it. And it's it's pretty, I think you you nailed it spot on where like, of course, they've got that PFP, but that, like the exploration into madness, depravity, whatever it is, it's it, they're, they're all fucking like everyone that I've met has been super cool and really chill and stuff. So I'm like, fuck, yeah, dude, I think but but like you're saying, it's like with with those videos, it makes it easier to, you know, it, it makes it both easier to, to get that information. And then also it cuts out what I think is the psychotic clutter that is, you know, the, the Twitter like machine, more or less the engagement farming, mm. the, you know, the harvesting that is constantly taking place where, you know, you can't discern anything that's even happening because of all the bots, because of all the fucking crazy stuff. So like when you can view a video and it's an actual person talking about stuff that you can comprehend versus having to interpret like, you know, six months of more or less somebody liking or not liking or retweeting or like timelines of just absolute clusterfucks. I think that is so vital. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that, Freeze. Well, it's yeah, cool. you know, I, it's not that I'm, I, and I, I, I get that you're just doing your thing and I don't want you to feel that I'm pushing you saying, take the responsibility, man, and stand up and become this leader. I just <laughs> think that you're in a unique position where you've already sort of started doing that very naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's well, key. Well, exactly. Like, I like it from that perspective. Like if that's how it works out, like accidentally, it's sort of like even the artists, it's like, in a sense, people are like, oh, well, you're helping a lot of artists. And and I think that's great, but it's like, that's, I'm just talking about stuff I like. And so in, in a sense, it's kind of like that. If it's accidental and if that's what ends up happening, if I can help bring on and, you know, make people excited about what I'm excited about and, and if it's educational and, you know, really worth people's time. Uh, mm-hmm. then that makes me happy. And and I would like to, you know, I, I still look at my subscriber numbers multiple times a day. I'm ex- so I'm always excited. <laughs> so it's not like I'm, oh, I couldn't care less about growth. But it's sort of like, I guess the mentality is, I guess I'm just, it's put it this way, just from a purely like entrepreneurial point of view, it's incredibly fun. And you guys are artists to just focus entirely on the product without mm-hmm. having to worry about really anything. And then just seeing yeah. how far that can go and just like, how good can I make this? And, you know, just without having to, and then if it's commercially successful, that's wonderful. Like if I can live off this and have this nice feedback yeah. cycle of selling my art, that's awesome. And I would love that. And I'd love to see a million people, but I don't mind working my way up to that either. Cause even I remember, you know, early on, if I, had, when I had 100 subscribers, I'm like, I was kind of like, oh, man, this is getting intense. Like, people are actually watching this. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, uh, you know. Yeah, you do feel, you do feel. Yeah. And do you feel that that. So have you felt the pressure of that responsibility at all? Because like, as you, yeah, as you continue to grow, as you continue to, to you know, gain followers, notoriety, all that stuff. Are you feeling that pressure yet that like, you know, potentially you don't want to say specific things or, you know what I mean? Because that's like, that comes along with it too. You know, have you, have you started to feel that or do you, do you anticipate that that's something you might feel at some point? I, I try and take a very, let, let me put it this way. I, I, and, you know, maybe t, t, TMI, too much information. You know, I've done a lot of mushrooms in the past, not so much recently. So I, I try and take a very, what that's, what I'd argue that's created in myself is a fairly generous a person that's fairly hopefully forgiving of other people's foibles so i'm never really out to you know if i put it this way there's a lot of you might call it guilt by omission things that i might not talk about it's like well i just don't find that interesting that's but it's how i might rationalize Mm. so it's more of a guilt guilty by omission is how i kind of You know, but you do run into certain things and I, you know, put it this way, and I'm very pragmatic in a lot of things that I do. And you don't win yourself a lot of friends by starting to attack and whatever. So I'm not really looking to criticize majorly. Like, I'm just talking about the art here, you know, because it's like, like, I don't mind a battle, though. Like, if someone really, like, (laughs) in a sense... I've seen, you know, I'm kind of like, 
come out the other side to a certain degree of, uh, you know, contemporary art scene. Like, you know, I've been, I don't mind a battle if someone, you know, Claire Silver wants to start a battle for some reason. I don't think she would, but if I'm commenting on her stuff and whatever, I'm kind of like, yeah, like I, I feel ready for that in a sense, but I don't kind of, I don't chase it yeah. down and I, I try and be honest with it and, and, and caring, let's put it that way. And kind yeah. of some, yeah. You've described him as the Alex Jones of the NFT space. So I'm surprised to hear these, you know, caring and stuff. Well, you know what? He just struck <laughs> That's me. That's awesome. Somebody... <laughs> I, I, kind of, I have to, I love that. I need some Star Wars music. I wish I could <laughs> No, no. The best line I had is that I do have a standing uh, back alley fight uh, challenge out there with Claire Silver anytime she wants to take it. I put that out there years ago. So, hey, whenever you're ready, Claire, I'm here. Stop hiding. Can't hide behind the loop. But look, Di brings that up because, and uh, do you mind if I make the announcement um, since you just... You know, shared my views about Alex Jones, Doc. But <laughs> I just signed a multi-year deal with Bass Pro Shops, uh, <laughs> and, and, and so he's he's worried that they're he's just afraid. I understand that some of the negotiations yeah. there are going to have to dial back some of your commentary and really push the flannels. So. I know. Well, well, because they're you know they yeah they hired me to be their spokesperson for their new uh, premier uh, art marketplace. So I'm you know I'm signed up for that. So I can't really comment on anything. But they're that can't be NFT real. <laughs> no fuck no. Is that I would I would because like I was like are they that smart? They can't be <laughs> that smart. <laughs> that would be like the most genius thing. I'd be like, <laughs> wow, I'll check that out. Like yeah, I kind of want to yeah I want to buy one of those. What's, Get a fuckable what's Yeti the token? cooler or something? <laughs> right. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> uh, so fun. I wish they were that. Yeah, that would be brilliant. Like if I was I running Bass Pro, I'd be like, yeah, let's get them on. Let's put them on the billboards. Everybody will be talking about us. <laughs> right. You know, and then, okay, we can't take the harshest ones, but we'll take some of the less harsh ones. Like that would be brilliant. You know, and oh, maybe I awesome. haven't been maybe I haven't had enough success either to really like because that's a kind of situation that you're describing this hypothetical here that maybe you would have to, you know, okay, well, maybe I want the million dollars from Basque Pro or whatever. Uh, maybe I just want to do this because it's funny, but maybe I can't be as brutal, right? So yeah. maybe I, I just maybe haven't reached that point yet where I've had that dilemma. Yeah, well, I'm looking right. forward to the day where like I'm, you know, walking around like in a, in a pair of like Arby's, uh, in an Arby's jock strap, and like, you know, your, your, your um, channel has like, you know, it's got like a bouncing monster energy drink hitting all the corners and it's like your face with like a bunch of stuff plastered all over it. You've just sold out completely for, you know, $20 million. I'm looking forward to that day, dude. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, well, we'll be on our island. Uh, I'll be on the next <laughs> island and we'll uh, we'll hang out. We'll have beers. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. And fish. Well, let's, and fish. let's go ahead and wrap this one up. I think... Um... You know, I, I, I'd like, and, and I, I mean this, I, I say this each time, and then, of course, the moment that we finish, we wrap one of these, uh, our guest unfollows me on Twitter. So uh, <laughs> it usually it's not working out, but check, I would like check. it if you, if you stop by every once in a while and we just sort of touch base and, and see, you know, what you, what you get yourself into. This was just getting to know each other, but, um, you know, I, I, I think you're, you're on your way to being, you know, a really key voice in the space, and I really appreciate it because it's it's so needed um mm -hmm. so it means a lot that you came by well that means a lot to me and uh you know i like i mean your work threesomes is some of the first work you come across it's some of the most mysterious work and i want to learn more about like what you're doing because it sounds like there's a lot under the hood of what of your you know project yeah. here and it well, sounds like a lot of the art there's a, there's an it essay is, you know, portion of the, of the application to collect me, so we'll see how you do on the essay portion if you're allowed into to everything. Well, it's pretty expensive to buy your work, like because <laughs> I kind of wanted to have a little bit of everyone, but it's like, geez, those are expensive. But uh, you know, I'm working my way, working my way. I got a die with cut a few die with the most likes, which cost me a pretty penny there too. Anyways, I totally appreciate you guys having. It. I'd be more than happy to come join you again. This is awesome. And again, like cool. I was just saying, like you guys are someone like the, you know, the, to use cliche OGs of that, of this space and of this whole situation here. 
on Tezos and elsewhere, just a bigger art NFT space. So I'm honored. Like, I mean, I never would have imagined this six months ago. I, I never would have imagined this. So well, you know, I, you, you've done better than most at, at, at holding up with, you know, you're so starstruck being around us. You, you pulled it off better than most. We've had a couple that had to just cancel mid-interview mid because they just couldn't stand <laughs> being I was so gonna say, we gotta get it. We do got to do I'm, an underwear I'm sweating like so you crazy. Shit yourself, but yeah, yeah, or <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pants, exactly. <laughs> Dude, no, it's it's been a it's been awesome talking to you, man. Uh, super insightful and like, yeah, I, again, I think we like we said, it just it's such a vital component of you know the propulsion of this organism we call the the crypto art space. Your 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 videos and stuff. So we, I, I fucking appreciate it massively, man. Yeah, definitely. Thanks well, so much. Yeah. And uh, Kitch, you're the best Thank in the you. business. As you know, don't don't sit back on your laurels, though. Keep keep pushing forward, Kitch. <laughs> feel better. Thanks, all. Yeah, feel better, dude. Later on. All right. See you guys. All right. Later. See you guys. That was awesome.